is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Another episode of Talking Football coming at you right now. Austin Cunningham, Justin Treese, and Dan Kiefer ready to rock and roll with another week of fresh bets for the championship weekend matchups. We're going to dive into some senior bowl players that we're excited to look into um, for next week, since that is coming up right around the corner. I don't think they've officially set up the teams uh, as we're recording, but we do have the accepted invitees. Uh, And so now let's go ahead and dive into some of these head coach hirings, firings, and general manager hirings as well, because we've got some news floating around the NFL. So a little around the laces. But before that, Teresa, I don't think we have a Trecevia this week. You didn't mention it, but just wanted to ask. We do not. So we we'll do not. No big deal. Um, but uh, Las Vegas Raiders, new general manager, stays in the division, fired from L.A. with the Chargers, comes over to the Raiders. Him and Antonio Pierce, uh, Tom Palesco, I believe, was the is Palesco. Yep. Telesco. I always throw a P and that's wrong. It's a T, not a P. Excuse me. Um, I think it's a good fit. I think I like it for the Raiders. You know, they're at least going to get some good talent that's evaluated correctly because I don't think the Raiders have ever been good at that. Um, or at least they have not been in the last 10 years of trying to build a team. Maybe this is a guy that can help them do that. He's really good in the first and second rounds. After that, a little questionable. Um but excited for the Raiders and the future there. And then speaking of the Chargers, John Harbaugh, or excuse me, Jim Harbaugh, is the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Who's got it better than us? Nobody, says the Chargers. Six-time offseason champions, Los Angeles Chargers. This one's different. This so, one is different. This one's different, and you know it. And you know it. You <laughs> this know this one is one's different. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, scared. <laughs> I think we do. Do we just want to fire right into Harbaugh? Because yes. like Telesco, awesome. I think he really covered the bases there. He does do a decent job putting a team together. You know, we've all we've never said the Chargers have a bad roster. They just never perform. Yeah. You know, so like he Can't will put together a no depth. Right, he'll put together a competent roster, but you know he's not going to reinvent the game or change the game per se. Someone who is supposed to change everything, change the game, if you will, is Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. I think he's what the Chargers need if they're going to go all in, which they have to, with Herbert for like four or five years. Oh, yeah. Which, like, if you can be really good for four or five years, you made it. Like, that's all you want in the NFL. But I don't think this is like a 10-year dynasty or anything like that because if you look at Harbaugh, he did this with the 49ers. He ended up doing it in Michigan before he fleed to the Chargers. Let's not say the Chargers, you know, he didn't leave Michigan for the yeah. Chargers. He fled. He fled Michigan to the Chargers Couldn't because the allegations more. are coming, man. They are Couldn't, coming. Couldn't disagree more. He he left. Uh, he, he won the title. Jim, Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, getting out yeah. the door before the allegations show up. Yeah. Uh, read your USC history, folks. Uh, but if you look at Harbaugh, he comes in and he does get red hot. He was like, I think he had like a 70% win percentage with the 49ers. And then when, if you guys remember, you know, it's been a while now, but when he left the 49ers, it was, did he lose the locker room? Is his rah, rah speech getting old? You know, he, they think he was losing the players because like he is really, really good for a four to five year stretch. Like let's say how long you're in college, a four to five year stretch. And after that, the message wears out. So I think this is going to be a meteoric rise. I think if you want to take a Chargers playoff ticket today, it's probably the best odds you're going to get. And I think it's, you know, I think they're going to win. 
I do. I think they're going to win, but I don't think this is like a 10 year winning window. I think it's like a four or five year window, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to assume that like he's going to get to choose his own GM, right? Yeah. Ed Dodds, come on down. No, is it? I thought Ed didn't Ed Dodds just agree to go somewhere or am I? No, but um, they are interviewing someone with the Ravens. I forgive me, I can't remember the name. So I wonder if you know, good brother Jim or uh, good brother John, excuse me, is like, hey, we got this guy. He's not going to work up to a GM here in Baltimore, but you would love him. Yeah. Oh, it's Joe Joe Ortiz. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Dodds uh is with the Colts now. Did he has been with the Colts forever? Yeah. Okay. But he, uh, him and Harbaugh go way back. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. so um, yeah, and I mean, he lost the power starter struggle to Trent Baalke at the end of the 49ers, which is also, ironically, what Doug Peterson is going through right now, also <laughs> losing that battle. So, fun times. Fun times for Jacksonville. Um, and Ed Dodds did meet with uh, the Chargers last week, but there has no, there's not been any update. Chargers have been working, working hard on signing Jim. Yeah, I will say the Chargers have done a good job. Like, they, they interviewed, like, 15 head coaches candidates which is yeah. a lot like that's crazy um, um okay so that's awesome i think that jim like I, it just makes the afc that much harder like it's it's crazy the afc is so hard it's so hard. Like, i wish one of us had a team in the nfc Me i mean too. we all have the falcons we do all have the falcons yeah. but yeah. damn i was gonna man. say like i would have kind of liked to have seen him gone to the falcons and like get a quarterback and go from there because like even when he was with the same like with the niners he was there with Alex Smith, you know, the incoming of Colin Kaepernick. And then it was just kind of like, all right, this isn't working either after a certain point of the NFC championship runs and the Super Bowl matchup. Like there was like a quick decline in the play of Kaepernick. And then he eventually moved on. Right. And then there was that space and then going to Michigan. I'm wondering like, why not go to the Falcons and just kind of get everything started, like build the culture and the foundation because I just – I wholeheartedly think of, like, man, you're going to the AFC. Like, that is tough. Like, you're not just your division with the Chiefs, but, like, we've mentioned, like, the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's just, like, they're close. And once that spark clicks and this fire begins, Jacksonville's going to be tearing it up. C.J. Stroud in Houston, though. Yep. Like, they've got it. Like, you know, maybe Bengals. Richardson uh, with – the Bengals, thank you so much. The Ravens, I haven't even said them yet. Excuse me, they're an AFC Championship game. The yeah. Colts, they could be right there as well. I mean, yeah. they're just – they've always been so close, but there's always something that just kind of gets in the way. Cleveland as well with Sean Watson, they stay healthy. Like the AFC, we, we just keep going with every team there. The NFC, Miami. it's like you got he the said, Niners. He said Miami. He said that again. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Miamis <laughs> are for sure, for sure. And then it's like, okay, we look at the <laughs> NFC. You have the 49ers. <laughs> Damn it. Damn. I can't say that. I can't say it anymore because yeah, Jacksonville's in fact not a playoff team. <laughs> Been sitting on that. Uh, Austin uh, knew, guys. Austin knew the whole time. Austin knew. Yeah. A so, little foreshadowing, you know. Maybe we should listen. Maybe we should listen yeah. a little more. Yeah. But I agree. Uh, so yes, Jim. Like it's it's interesting, but like I mean, like egos are going to do it for you. He's going to think that he can win. And also, there's something about California and LA, right? Like he was at Stanford. Yeah. He was at you know obviously Stanford's not in LA, but like California, like. You got Stanford. You have the 49ers. You know he, he uh, back in that. And he did. He did quarterback for the Chargers back in the day for, yeah. for a while. So yeah. I think that's a fun storyline. Um, so Austin, you're not aware of this, but I actually had a nightmare here a week and a half ago 
that Harbaugh went to the Falcons, and at number nine, they drafted J.J. McCarthy. Yes, I think I actually saw you either texted us that or I saw something similar. Oh, okay. I can't Texas. remember if I texted yeah. Justin that or if I sent it to yeah. the group. But yeah, it was the scariest thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. but I mean, he didn't, that he didn't want to like, the... say they trade for Justin Fields. Like, I still think, God dang it, dog. Who? Excuse me. No, my dog just about hyperextended my knee. And broke no, I'm guns. saying, oh, the, are you saying the Falcons? The Falcons, what I was trying to say before I almost had my leg broken. Uh, was the Falcons go and trade for a Justin Fields and make something happen there? Yeah, and yeah. I think Harbaugh would have been uh, enjoyable to watch with that. But yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. You're sitting here, you're looking at the Chargers. As a Chiefs fan, I am scared. Yeah. Because yeah, there was a part of me the other day that was kind of thinking of working up, like, man, if you're the Chargers and you're really looking at this team, it's like, who do you have for the future pieces of your organization outside of Justin Herbert? Nobody. Honestly, and like, I, I it still stands true even with Harbaugh being there now. I mean, is, Zion is it a Johnson? Stupid, is it uh, so Slater. Slater's crazy game. and insane to think like, do we trade this guy and get as much back as we possibly can? No, and just no. completely rebuild. No. Like, I know no. quarterback's the hardest thing to find. Look at look at Houston, but it's yeah. like you're dealing with cap issues, and it's like, but yeah, but Houston did they moved on from Watson, and you get C.J. Stroud now. I understand why you had to move on from Watson and you had a shit year or two there before you got Stroud, but it's still just like, it's I possible. Think, I think they could trade so many other pieces for good draft capital. Like, and they can load up on middle round picks, right? right. Like, I think that they can trade a Derwin James. Like, they can a do a Bosa, a Bosa, Derwin James, Mike Williams, like all those type of guys, right? Like, they could yeah. trade all of them. So, okay, moving on. Um, Dan Morgan over to the Panthers for GM. I mean, staying there. He was like the assistant GM makes me feel super old because we watched Dan Morgan play middle linebacker for them and like the Super Bowl and stuff like that. So yeah, had like a billion tackles. Yeah. Like, yeah, Luke Keekley before Luke Keekley. Okay. Do you see Dan Morgan now? Are you like, that's not the same guy? Yes. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Like, I, I remember know. on Madden 03, like the long dark hair. Yep. And like, you know, the freaking iron chiseled jaw. And now I see him. He looks, he looks like an ex accountant. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what, what, what happened? Yep. Um, next GM position, Adam Peters from the 49ers over to the commanders. I'll say it right now. Best hire, Bobby's. best hire you could do like this dude. So I have a lot of Niners fans that are, you know, or friends that are Niners fans. And they're like, I would have rather got rid of everybody else except for Peters and like had him become the GM. Like he is the oh. one that like, he is the one that does like everything. Like it is a well-known thing that Peters is the man. Yeah, I was going to, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because John Lynch is very much just like the figurehead and like yeah the face of the general manager. But this guy has been the one that's been doing it. Doing and now it. I do wonder the future of the 49ers in their terms of evaluating players and getting guys yeah. deep within the draft that can make a difference and who they sign in the offseason as well because that's so, going to be a big yikes going forward for them. So futures on the commanders over the next couple of years, I'm interested. Um, yep. Raiders, Antonio Pierce, Fisher getting the job. They had no other choice. Like it had to be him, no. which is great. Like fantastic. Um, and then we've already talked about Mayo, uh, then Brian Callahan over to the Titans. Um Dan, I, I think I texted you, Dan, but I was just like, 
meh okay like i was just like i was like i could see it going well i could see it going bad and that kind of scares me honestly that i'm like i don't really like have this feeling but i mean they had to go off so, right they had to go for try to get stuff for levis but like so but uh he's never called plays correct like zach taylor calls the plays i think i don't think so i, I think, think zach taylor calls him i think zach taylor calls the plays and if I'm that's the case, sure like Callahan. that's fine. I think it was Callahan up in the was it in the box. I believe so. Okay, because I'm just saying, that, like, like it, it's... Chiefs games, like with Callahan being up there and kind of reacting, starting. Okay, because I mean, it's not like that can't work. Because look at Mike McDaniel; he never called plays before he got to Miami. Granted, there has been some serious, you know, a learning curve there, but it can work. Yeah. So Taylor, looking this up. Zach Taylor has called the offensive plays for four of the five years with the Bengals. Is what it says. Okay. So maybe not last year. It was probably it was probably this year that he didn't. I yeah, would assume. Which makes sense. Yeah. So right. but I mean he did at. good with Browning. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, and totally. If you can make if you can make Jake Browning work, you can make Will Levis work. Oh yeah. I mean, that's sure. the thing with uh the Bengals moving their quarterbacks coach up to offensive coordinator now. Yeah. Because of what he was able to do with Burrow and then Browning and now he's the new OC. And I think with the hiring for Callahan to Tennessee, it feels kind of similar to what the Bengals did with Taylor. Like yeah. you get a guy that's kind of like, like, hey, like, you know, we're not necessarily super excited about this, but let's let's just kind of see where it goes. And maybe that is the best hire for Tennessee going forward. So you don't have a name or super high expectations tied to it. It's like Let's just come help out and build and go from here. Mm-hmm. Does it feel a little bit like Kevin O'Connell to you guys when he got hired in Minnesota? Where it's like, yeah, you're an offensive guy. I think you're really smart, but okay, let's just see what happens. Yeah, a little, yeah, bit. A little, a little unproven. Yeah, for sure. So that leaves still waiting on Seahawks, Commanders, Falcons, Panthers. So still have four more head coaches, and then and Miami have- and Miami's DC. And then we have yeah, and then we have Miami's DC, uh, Chargers and Patriots GM. Um, so I think the Patriots actually announced they're not going to hire a GM oh, until they? after okay. until after the draft. They like okay. who they have in house. It's Elliot Wolf. There's yeah, a yeah. fun. Remember, he was supposed I, to be the like the next great I, GM. I, I want. He was with the pa- or Packers, right? Packers. I, re- yep. I really wanted him to be um, the Jags GM. So he but. he'd been with the 49ers and the Packers. And I guess he just like kind of flamed out. So it's Elliot Wolf and somebody else are like co-GMs right now. Nice. And um, they're going to let them do the offseason, let them do the draft because they've been you know planning for it. And yeah. We don't have a regime change necessarily in New England. It's more of like a an update, if you will. Uh, so it sounds like it's going to be after the draft that they hire GM, which it more sounds like those two are kind of gunning for or, who gets yeah. to be the GM if I had to wager. Makes sense. And then, like you said, uh, DC for the Dolphins still needs to be fil- figured out as of today. Um, and <laughs> then uh, Eagles fired their OC and DC. Um, so okay, so can we talk about that, Brian Johnson? I'm okay, upset. Got, guys, guys, it is some serious bullshit that Brian Johnson was getting head coach interviews and then doesn't get retained as offensive coordinator. Like, I mean, we can yeah. just admit the Rooney rules bullshit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why they were doing it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it, like, it I, sucks. Just, like, I think it's just shitty for yeah. Brian. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, for, I agree. And, like, I get, like, watching those games, I was always like, 
Brian, I need you to, I need you to step up a little bit more, man. Like this offense doesn't look great, but like also there's now there's all these rumors coming out that Jalen hurts would like audible, like 70% of the t- plays that Brian Johnson called. That's, that's what's going, really? that's the rumors right now. I, I read that on two different reports Always and, I, and I have no idea if those are reliable sources. So I do want to say that. I mean, I'm just reading through just articles and stuff like that. Cause obviously I'm a big Brian Johnson guy. So I wanted to like check in on that, but that's the rumors is like Jalen just Damn. didn't, they were never on the same page and Jalen audible a lot. So it's also like, well, that's also on Johnson for not having the respect of his quarterback to like, trust the plays but also like that also sucks because now he's a little sabotage as well but you know it is what it is sometimes damn is this like is brian johnson right now like could it be the next like byron leftwich like all of a sudden there's like almost got head coaching jobs and then like and then he's just gone he's just gone yeah where is brian leftwich now not coaching is he i thought he took like a job at marshall doing something oh he might have done that Honestly, maybe offensive analyst. Well, now let me look real quick. Yeah, I remember when Leftwich, I mean, when they had that run in Tampa Bay. Yeah, he's a. He was like hot in the pants for uh, head coaching jobs. I mean, and now go figure, uh, fast forward two years and Tampa Bay's OC is once again up for a bunch of head coaching jobs. Yeah, but he's so, yeah, they're OC. So Leftwich got offered the Jags job. I re- yep, I remember that. But he said, he said, I'll, I accept, but Balky has to be gone. And then Shah Khan said, We're not, I'm not firing Balky. And then Leftwich said, okay, then I'm not leaving uh, Tampa Bay. And then he got told to leave Tampa Bay. And then the next year he got told to leave <laughs> Tampa Bay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, um, yeah, it's I don't crazy. Think he, yeah, I don't think he's been anywhere this year. I yeah, think I don't he's think he's kind of had a year off. Yep. Which so. it might be better for him where he, you know, gets a year off to kind of reevaluate and then finds a new spot that's better for him that he gets to really choose uh, and go from there. Yeah. Um, I will say from Brian Johnson's standpoint, he could go back to college and dominate again. He did so well. He he was o- OC for Utah, OC for Florida, OC for Mississippi State. Like he he did pretty damn well in college if he wanted to go back there. I think he could do, do awesome. Oh, uh, I guess while we're on the coordinators – uh, Green Bay also got rid of Joe Barry yes. today. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the Jim Leonard rumors have already started. Of course they have. Of course they have. Actually, that'd kind of be sick. Um, and then I guess we talked about it before the podcast, but uh, Nielsen came over from the Falcons to be the Jags DC. So mm-hmm. I think we talked about that before the podcast and all of that. So that's kind of the coaching news. A lot. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess do you guys have any, Hot fits for the current jobs are open. The Commanders, Seahawks, Falcons. Uh, Falcons, we finally got some variable news. Last week we talked yeah. about how he hasn't had an interview anywhere. He's now interviewed with the Commanders and the Falcons. Yep. Um, It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, I saw some reports today that players didn't uh, necessarily agree with his coaching style at times. There was just kind of straight up an asshole, and he picked favorites and made it known, and you know, I think some of those players that are going to sit there and complain were probably the ones that thought they were better than they were being treated or, you know what I mean, the expectations that were placed there. So now we're just kind of hearing fits from that. But going forward with Brable, it's, it's what's more so a better situation for your players to receive that type of coaching? Is it like if you go to Washington, because is Washington retaining any of their coaches? Like, Not as so of right Eric now. Like no. he's jobless right now, so it's just kind of yeah. like, 
who's who's Vrabel going to bring over here for his offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, Bill Belichick? Where are you going to end up going? Who are you bringing as your offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator? I don't necessarily have any idea who lands better, but I would say, like, if you're one of these coaching candidates and you're looking at Washington and you see the general manager that they just got, that's where I would want to go because that guy, like Tree said earlier, is going to build you a good roster. We've seen what he's done in San Francisco with late-round draft picks and just making those guys be viable role players that are making an impact. That's what Washington's been missing. You know, they can they'll they're able to find a guy here in the first, second round. A lot of general managers are right, but at the same time, when you don't, you're expecting something to kind of pop for maybe a, a third, fourth, fifth round player, and you're not getting that at all, it feels like in Washington. So maybe you can get that now. And that division, as tough as it's been, it also feels kind of open with all of a sudden with Philadelphia kind of having some struggles on the inside. Yeah. So this is what I'm gonna say. Like if we're saying new guesses here. Uh, Seattle, I'll say Dan Quinn, uh, commanders. I think this is Ben Johnson's job to lose. Um, I think Ben Johnson didn't take jobs last year because he wanted the perfect situation. We just talked about it at the GM. I think this is a perfect situation. Like you get, you get to pick your quarterback essentially. Um, and you have an awesome new up and coming GM. Um, and then Panthers, honestly, I could, I could see Vrabel there I like he seems like a a guy that like their owner would love like he would just fall in love with him and then that leaves with just our Falcons and and where that ends up at right um who knows pr- probably Bill but like if you're the if you're the owner of the Falcons slowic, but I was gonna say I, that was the name I was gonna throw out is it feels like there's a little matchmaking there is with the Falcons if those and I think Trace you're right on with a lot of those fits but then it comes to the Falcons, you basically get to choose between Bobby Slowick and Bill Belichick. Yeah. Two totally different styles. Like where's Slowick at again? He's the Texans OC. OC. For the Texans. That's right. Yeah. Who just got schooled by the Ravens defense. Yeah. We didn't even talk yeah. about that. Uh McDonald, he's up for these jobs too. I know. I could see him taking that Panthers job. I also could see that as well. Because they've got a lot of young talent on that defense. That he, he kind of going and yeah. he's like, somebody just get me an offense that can score me 14 and we're going to win ball games. He kind of feels like the dude because there's one of these every year that like he interviews for places, but he loses out because his team makes it to the Super Bowl or something like or this late. Right. And sure. like other teams just have to hire. They're like, we, we can't wait this long. Like we can't not have a coaching staff for the senior bowl. We can't have, you know, not knowing what we're doing this late. Like, Mm-hmm. Moving into February, you're you're a month away from the draft, right? Like, and not having a coaching staff, that's kind kind of difficult. But it feels like he might miss out on something this year, and then next year, uh, be that guy. Kind of feels that way. The, the Definitely out on my end. Who'd you say? McDonald, the Ravens, DC. Thank you. Uh, but speaking of that Senior Bowl, we are a week out. I don't know how it got here, guys. I, I really don't. Yeah. I always feel like there's a giant lull, and then it's like, oh, sick Senior Bowl week. Yeah, dude, it it's freaking next week. Like, I got holy hell. My phone sent me a message of this happened four years ago, and it was a picture of mm-hmm. me and Austin hugging each other for the first time ever. Aw, oh, cute. That's that's, oh, that's great. Happy five years. So, um, yeah. So, Senior Bowl. It's one of my favorite weeks every single year. I love watching that. Um, I mean, Colt Brennan is actually what made me love this week is just his sick visor that one of those years. And yeah, so um, so we all picked some players that we're excited to watch. Um, 
Dan, why don't you kick us off? All right, so player number one for me is a guy I've liked for quite a while. Uh, Rasheen Ali, running back at a Marshall. So got a young man, six foot two ten, ideal size. Ideal size, uh, freshman year, ran for 1,400 yards, 23 touchdowns. And that was in 2021. In 2022, he had a torn meniscus, missed 10 games. So that's kind of a, you know, call that one a medical red shirt. And then this past year, 1,100 yards, 15 touchdowns. I threw on the tape of this guy because I'm a sicko and it's that time of year. Guys, he is so patient running the football and he finishes runs, which I love to see. So a lot of these teams that need a between the tackles guy to pick up, you know, the, those four yards, five yards at a clip and just keep things moving. Think of like a David Montgomery type Rashinally, I think is going to get a lot of looks. Do we want to go one by one in terms of players or do you just want to go through your whole list? I mean, I can go through the whole list. doesn't matter to me. All right. All right. So player number two is another running back from Austin's South Dakota State uh, FCS team. Uh, 21 years old, 6'1, 220. Uh, this is another guy, big guy, but he's got some juice. Reportedly runs a 4'5, 2. I don't know how much FCS you guys or uh, Division II football FCS you guys watch the Jackrabbits going through, but this guy carried them. Uh, super fast, open field, big guy, very fun player to watch. And then my what last one, we see. Isaiah Davis. Yeah, he's a Joplin kid right here in my neck of the woods. Yeah. Okay, well, he's also a freaking hell of a ball player. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then the last guy I got, we had to pick a defensive guy. I can't do all running back, sorry, is Peyton Wilson, running uh, linebacker from North Dakota, uh, from NC State, 6'4", 240, absolute thumper, dog mentality. He said that he might get to play 90 snaps down in Mobile. He wants to make 90 tackles. Absolutely love that kind of attitude. Uh, he did have a shoulder injury in 21. Usually I stay away from linebackers with shoulder injuries because those come back. But uh, on the plus side, he is a state wrestling champ. Always love to see that. And your guys' fun fact for the night is his brother Bryce is a relief pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. Ooh, that's neat. Yeah, I told you it was a fun fact. Couple couple studs in the family, huh? Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Mom and dad are doing something right. <laughs> Just being in love, it sounds like. Is that your whole list yeah. there? Yeah. Did you guys have the Madden where you had to like on the career mode, you could like uh random and you had to like choose the parents for your uh yes, player? I career loved that. I feel like I feel like Peyton Wilson spent a long time randomizing and finally got the ideal parents because he's gonna be in the NFL, his brothers in the MLB. And the, the best part about that is like it affected your attributes or like what type of yeah. player you were most likely going to be or like yeah. value. I wish I, I wish like, Madden would bring that awesome. back because Seriously. then you had to go yes. through the combine. I remember you had to do the sticks with the bench yeah. press. You had to mm-hmm. mash the shit out of a button on the forty. Bring it back. That was fun as hell. Was fun as your career went on, like your your background, your, apartment? Like your house or whatnot. It was like an apartment, yeah. then it was at a house, and then it became a mansion. Like the longer you played, and it was yeah, awesome. I had a guy uh, on the Packers got myself a mansion in Wisconsin. It was nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> not the first time you've said that. I know that. Uh, I'll go ahead and get into my players. I'm not going to have as much details. More so, just kind of guys I want to keep an eye on. Or I'm intrigued with specifically for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start off with Jalen Ford, a little home homer in this here with the, the linebacker from University of Texas. Chiefs most likely losing uh, 
<clears throat> Willie Gay this offseason, the free agency. I do think Jalen Ford kind of got that day two uh, ranking right now. I think if the Chiefs could find a way to land him in the third round, that'd be pretty neat. Most likely going to go before that. Uh, next, there are a couple receiver guys here. Xavier Leggett, the big-bodied, kind of sneaky, fast receiver out of South Carolina. Uh, really, really excited about that. He kind of has that Sammy Watkins, Rasheed Rice build to him. I think he's a little taller, but again, he's just a guy that's not scared to catch the ball over the middle, and that's something I would like Kansas City to continue to add. Roman Wilson, the speedster out of Michigan. Kansas City is going to need that speed. I really like that. And then Malachi Corley, uh, the wide receiver from Western Kentucky. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I've only heard the name popping up the last couple of days from all these kind of like just jack draft generators that people are doing. And some of the Chiefs beat reporters have tied that name. I've been seeing a couple of days, so I'm excited to see and hear more about him. And then the last one, Joe Milton, the quarterback from Tennessee. Not Again, this one's not for Kansas City, but just due to the fact that like I think this guy's going to have a big week. We're going to see him show off the arm. He's going to have one of these deep throws that's placed perfectly 70 yard bomb everyone's going to talk about it the clip's going to make its round around social media and his name's going to be buzzing again and that's just the reason why i got him on the list here just kind of something to keep an eye on because this guy's name has been quiet as of late with all the other quarterbacks in this class and here at the senior bowl but i think he's going to have a big week all right cool uh i guess i'm up uh i'm going to start off with uh, a round one guy arguably the Edge one, I mean, he's between edge one and edge three, really, depending on who you're talking about. Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, Leitu Latu uh, out of uh, UCLA. Dude's a beast. Like, he is so good. He can. He has spin moves. He has bull rush. He has everything. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the power. Really, really like him. So excited to see him. Um, given edge rushers, I mean, with the way that the – uh, senior bowl is kind of done. It's like, it's only one-on-ones really. So, I mean, you like to see stuff on one-on-ones, but you don't get to see like real, real defensive series yep. there until the game. So that's a little rough there, but um, there's that. Obviously I had to put in my boy, Michael Pratt here, uh, quarterback out of Tulane had to do it really like him. I think he's probably going to end up in that round four range uh could sneak in round three would be my guess um especially with how many quarterback injuries we had we might see a little bit more quarterbacks being taken a little bit earlier moving forward i could see that with like teams being like okay like backup quarterback might be a little bit more important than like it used to be it's a good point yeah um so there's that uh wide receiver out of unc tez walker uh, i love tez walker i think he's going to be a stud probably around late round two guy for me uh really like him the way he runs and all these if any draft and analysts like listen to us they're gonna make you're a fucking moron but like just the way he runs like it reminds me of george pickens a little bit just the way he runs not the way he blocks or anything like that but just watching him run i'm like oh i could see it um next one jacob cowling wide receiver out of arizona bit on the smaller side but i also think this is going to get like the Tankdale treatment now. Now that people saw small wide receivers, fast wide receivers be successful, I think it might get a little bit more popular and guys might start going in that round three again, even if you're on the smaller size. And I can see uh, Jacob Cowling being that. Um, and then Sione Baki, safety out of Utah. Uh, this dude is, I think, probably the best athlete in the draft. Like, he's insane. Runs a runs a 4-3-40, played safety, played running back. 
I mean, he can, he literally can do it all. So is he the guy that played running back against Ohio state in the Rose bowl? No, no, that was, no, that's Makai Bernard. He, he is a running back. He didn't play cornerback in that game. He played, oh, both ways, but right. he played cornerback. Yeah. But yeah, Bucky is, he's just a stud. Like he, I don't see how anybody couldn't take him in legit in round two. Like with the, like, cause you put him at safety and if it doesn't work, you know that you can put him at running back or a slot receiver and he would, he would figure it out. Like that's how good of a play he is. You should go and watch, just type in Sione Baki, just do that and watch like literally you can just watch his highlights and you're going to be like, holy shit. So he's awesome. This dude's everywhere. Yeah. Well, I think I, I mean, I can't remember a better athlete at Utah, like besides Eric Weddle. I love Eric Weddle. Like, I mean, he's like Eric Weddle. Like, <laughs> I, don't know, that was ways, like, I was like, no, it's Eric Weddle. Like, he, he's awesome, but like, Sione Bach is a better athlete than him. I'm not saying he's a better football player than him, but like, yeah. So, anyways, those are my five. I, I did five guys. I never listened to the rules of three or five, apparently. So, this guy, this guy, this guy loves <laughs> burgers. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So, all right, cool. Um, That means we can get into the games. I mean, yeah, the huge slate of games. Uh, hopefully, people don't mind that we uh, had some filler content for you because there's two games this weekend, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have my Chiefs going to Baltimore, and then we have the Lions going to the 49ers. The only one, I'm the only one who believed in the Chiefs last week. What about this week? What about this week? You just said my Chiefs. What about this week? Let me know. Well, I, I, I guess it's time to dive in. So starting with that Baltimore game, should we just do everybody does the Baltimore game? Then we all go through yeah, our bets fine. for the other game. Sorry. We'll do the AFC game first. Uh, I have Rashi rice from my chiefs and an anytime touchdown at plus plus one thirty-five. Yes. I, I just feel like he's going to get one. You know, it feels like inevitable. He just gets one every game. I don't, that's because of the lack of weapons or because he's that good, but the guy <laughs> just gets one. Okay. One way or another, it's going to happen. I got the Baltimore Ravens to score first against my Chiefs. And then I have Justice Hill over 12 and a half receiving yards. Uh, it's supposed to be a little rainy in Baltimore. So maybe he just catches a little dump off, a little skeet skeet, 12 yards and a half. Ski. Over. Those are my bets it. on the game, boys. That's, That's it. That's it. All right. So yeah, I got three. I got so no here feeling we go. in this game. I have, I, this line scares the hell out of me. Okay. Well, here we go. For me, uh, my three bets for this game Gus Edwards anytime touchdown over 26 and a half rushing yards from the Patrick Mahomes and then here's where I'm at I am also taking the Ravens favored by three and a half and here's no here's my reasoning on this is because I legitimately had fear that the Chiefs would lose to Miami in the wild card round they find a way to win I legitimately thought going to Buffalo it was Josh Allen's turn to win. And I thought the Chiefs were going to lose. How do we boot him off the podcast? And so the Chiefs find a way to win that game as well. The two similarities between those teams is they were just riddled with injuries on the defensive side of the football. We now come to Baltimore, and this is where I'm worried. I have confidence going into Baltimore now as a Chiefs fan, but I look at Baltimore's defense and I'm like, they're healthy. And they just confused the shit out of C.J. Stroud and made that Texans offense that was firing on all cylinders the week before 
really not do much. And I know that defense had two pick sixes and that helped that score look more of a blowout than it was against Cleveland with the Texans. And the Baltimore to face them again at home, their advantage, bad weather. But coming into this week, like Lamar Jackson in that passing game, it looks much better. They can run the ball. They're doing it with Gus Edwards. They're doing it with Justice Hill. We know Lamar Jackson's going to have his plays as well. And I'm just sitting here looking at Kansas City like, okay, we've skeeted by, or excuse me, you have skeeted by, skeeted by. facing defenses <laughs> that are injured. And it's like you're not going to be facing an injured defense this week and they get after the passer and they're disciplined in their roles as, as secondary and their linebackers are fast, quick, hard-hitting. The Chiefs make mistakes. I and the reason I'm more like nervous about this game is because I, I've had the confidence this week that Kansas City will find a way to win and go to the Super Bowl. And that's what makes me worried that they're gonna lose, is because I had the ultimate fear and concern that they would lose the last two weeks. And now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you could beat Baltimore in Baltimore. They lose. I've I've cursed us myself. All right. Baltimore 49ers Super Bowl. All right. Yeah, well, I guess I'm I up. For, I can't wait for the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl and Travis Kelce be like, nobody believed in us. Yeah. It's like, uh, correction, actually, everybody besides Austin believed in you. Yeah. Um. All right. Okay. Uh, I did an alt line of Ravens minus three instead of the three and a half because we do ties equal win, so why would I not? So minus three here. Um. This Ravens team is just good, man. Like they're not like they they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna lose to Mahomes again, right? And right. I feel like Baltimore just right. like, they just feel right. more focused than anybody else. Yeah, they do. They do. Like there's so. no plan around. Like they, they feel like the first Bama teams that yeah. went to the championship. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like when they, they give do. their interviews, they're like, "We are saying this, this, and this, and nothing else." Yep. Like we are we are focused. Yep. Speaking of focus, maybe the most focused person on that team, Roquan Smith on the defensive side. Dude is a beast. Dog. 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 Over eight and a half. Dog. Georgia. Georgia. That's, that's the dog. Bet. Yeah. Oh, RIP. RIP. But um, their, their dog died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgia's yep. dog died? Yeah. yeah 10 years old. That? Damn, that's sad as shit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So anyways, Roquan Smith, over eight and a half tackles. Uh, oh. Next one, Patrick Mahomes, over 24 rushing yards. He'll just get it. He'll get it on one run. It'll look like he should have been done after like two yards, and all of a sudden he's 50 yards down the field. He does his, it. He uh, does over it under was like 27 and a half last week, and he freaking missed it. He got 19 rushing yards. Yeah. yeah. Blew I think by, blew me uh, or caught me by surprise, I should say. Yeah. I, I think he gets on this one. I think the Ravens send enough heat that he's going to, uh, they'll get out of a gap. He's going to have take to. Off. Like, yeah. Yes, for, for sure. Uh, Justin Tucker, over one and a half field goals. This Chiefs defense is really good. I think that the Ravens' offense stutters a little bit, and they end up having to take some field goals. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, over one and a half touchdowns. I just don't think they have rushing touchdowns in this game. I think they scored two touchdowns, and I just don't think that they rush it in. I think the Ravens' defense tries to shut down Pacheco, and Mahomes does Mahomes' things. So those are my five for this game. Okay, and then sneaking into the Detroit Lions going far west to San Francisco. This is not supposed to be a rainy game, by the way. Uh, Good weather in San Francisco, so that matters to you, Jared Goff and Brock Purdy fans. 
for this game, I am going 49ers first drive offensive score. Don't give a shit if it's a field goal or a touchdown, but first drive <laughs> offensive score. Uh, going to take Jameer Gibbs over 23 and a half receiving yards. I got the Lions in the first half as a four and a half point dog. I think Dan Campbell can get them so fired up that in the first half, they just come out balls of the wall and they keep it close. Second half, I think Shanahan might get them. Uh, and then my last bet for this game is both teams with at least one rushing touchdown. I think CMC getting a rushing touchdown is a given. And then you get the um, Detroit between Montgomery, Gibbs, maybe Goff sneaks one in, maybe Amon-Ra on a you know touch pass counts as a rush, something like that. Both teams are going to score a rushing touchdown. Touch pass does not count as a rush for the record. Yep. Fine. A behind the back touch pass. Okay, cool. Okay, I just want to make sure we're clear there. My apologies. It's okay. We're going to Philly special. There you go. That's remember great. when that no, was ran every Philly week? <laughs> yeah, also. No, no, but do you guys remember when, when they ran that? Like one team yeah. ran that every week. Exactly. And then and it never like, worked. And then like at the coaches' conference in the offseason, they're like, hey, we're all done with it. It's just, we never saw it again. Well, it's because it never back. worked again. Dan Campbell's going to bring it back. Dan Campbell's going to have like 13 coffees with a double shot of, you know, like a midnight espresso. Bam, bam. Snap a chicken's neck and be like, guys, I thought of the greatest play ever. We're going to call it the Detroit special. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. All right, here we go. My turn into these bets. So <laughs> Detroit versus San Francisco. I'm going to take an over half sack each for Bosa and Hutchinson. I think they're each making plays on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to take an over one and a half rushing yards for Jared Goff. I'm going to take another over seven and a half rushing yards for Brock Purdy. Oh, what's that? Another over rushing yards for uh, Jameer Gibbs at 47 and a half. You guessed it. And then the next two over 35 and a half passing attempts from Jared Goff and then I'm taking the Lions plus seven I think they find a way to keep this game close we're looking at San Francisco kicking a game-winning field goal I also think San Francisco has to kick this game-winning field goal being down and we see Kyle Shanahan lead his team to another victory after what was his record like one in 30 after being down with like less than five minutes in the fourth quarter or something, his team just never found a way to win. They did it last week, and I think they do it. Or may, I think it was going into the fourth quarter as a whole. Yeah, um, And they did it last week, and I think they will this week as well. Yeah, Nice. like that. Um, all right, I'm up. So my first one is Gibbs and CMC combined over 150 rushing yards. So however they do it, over 150 between the two of them. Uh, next one, I have Brock Purdy over 20 and a half completions. I think that Shanahan's going to know that Detroit's run defense is going to do whatever they can to stop CMC. It's going to be on Purdy. And I think deep down Shanahan's probably going to be like, you guys were all talking shit on my quarterback and our play calling last week. Like I'll show you. And he's going to like come out and just be slinging it. Um, so over 20 and a half there. Fred Warner over seven and a half tackles. Uh, the I mean, the Lions are going to be running the ball, and it's going to be up to Fred Warner to go, come in, shoot some gaps, and stop him. Uh, Gibbs longest reception over twelve and a half receiving yards. Montgomery over five and a half receiving yards, and that's it. Um, a lot of overs, boys. 
Yeah, it is a lot of overs. A lot um, of overs. Yeah, those are actually uh, I did only overs actually. Now I'm looking at it. Um, man. Also, by the way, like I, uh, sorry, Dan's trying to do a, a thumbs up. He he got the update. There you go. Uh, so, I didn't know. Oh no shit. Yeah, I didn't know I could do that. Did you? Yeah, it's it's, it's an, yeah, if you have knew, the update. We knew that you knew that. We didn't know if me and Austin knew that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we're, we knew we're you on, knew. down. We're on Zoom and uh, showing like a virtual thing. It's like a it's like a bubble, a yeah, bubble of a thumbs up. Nope. You gotta hold it. Um Austin though. The some of the easiest bets I made last week were from the Chiefs, though. The over on CM uh CEH, six and a half rushing yards. He got yeah. that literally one carry. Like Hart, Hardman under 17 and a half. Easy. <laughs> like garbage. You take like, the over on a fumble? Yeah, yeah I should have. I, I should have doubled down on that one, yeah. So, crap. so here's like so, an honest question here. Um, to Why do, to you, like, okay. why do the Chiefs feel like they have, like, the same player and they always continue to make the same mistakes and stuff like that? Like, is, like, at some point, is, is that on the coaching? Like, like, with, uh, like the it's player as a whole made. or the player type? Hartman. Player type. The player, the, this gadget yeah. receiver. Hardman, oh, Sky so, Moore, Tony. Yep. Like, and yep. I'm not saying the type. I'm saying like the players, like those three continue to make mistakes yeah. all the time. Like well, that at some point that's on the coaching, right? Here's my thing with this. And we we've talked a little bit off air in regards to some free agent acquisitions that I want the Chiefs to go after. Uh this off season um and and part of that it kind of centers around this so like kind of take your guesses going into this next week on who that player might be but the chiefs loved this mold of a player they love this this small speed guy that can necessarily that can essentially do it all um the thing is you have three of the same mold of a player uh that you like that don't do anything and you found it in Tyreek Hill. I mean, you know, they had it before then with Anthony Thomas as well. They just find these speed guys, Dexter McCluster before, like I, you can just keep going, right? Like they've just had these guys that are fast, quick, twitchy with the ball in their hands and it can make plays happen at times. And then like you hit the jackpot with Tyreek Hill. And then you thought Tyreek Hill was going to get suspended with the video that leaked or the audio that leaked in the airport with him and his wife right before the draft. So you take McCall Hardman thought you got a guy just he can't finish his routes that you know then he kind of starts dealing with injuries you come into this offseason or last year you trade for Kadarius Tony you come into the season with Richie James you draft Sky more the year before that you move on from McCole Hardman you come into this season you bring McCole Hardman back and you're sitting here going like okay we got Sky Moore we got Richie James we got Kadarius Tony and McCole Hardman's back you got four of the same type of guys that cannot execute it's a problem. And I think they've just been kind of hoping throughout the year before the trade deadline, before they went and got McColl again, was like, surely one of these guys will figure it out and they'll get it out of their own head and they'll make plays. It's just not happening. I think they find someone to replace that next year and all those guys are gone, including Marquez Valdez-Scantling is the only one that I think has a possibility to come back just because you kind of have him on a cheaper deal. I think he sounded like a three-year, $30 million deal. Maybe you restructure it for that for him to stay there because they do value his blocking on the outside, and he is a leader. Like, he is a pro. Like, this guy's been dealing with scrutiny all season. He, he's dropped balls. He's had big plays where it's like you could have won us the game and you didn't come through with it. 
did he kind of hang his head? Absolutely. But like outside of that, he's come into work and he's doing what he's supposed to. And you can't help but respect that as like the organization looking at it. And he's kind of your only other bright spot at receiver you have outside of Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, in all honesty. It sounds like the Chiefs need to call up Percy Harvin. Um, okay, like, like honestly, let's just kind of get into it since we're here. The guys that bring him back, bring him back. There's like 10 receivers that are going to be like top notch free agents. And when you look at the market value that uh, Spotrack has put or Spotrack, however you want to pronounce it, uh, for these players, I think the Chiefs would put themselves in a position where they're going to pay 25 to 30 million dollars a year annually between the two for two receivers. And it lines up in a way where you can go get either a Hollywood Brown and a Gabe Davis. Again, this is following strictly with what that market value has said there, not what they might end up getting paid. That leaves you with a Gabe Davis from Buffalo, which is a big body receiver you can catch over the middle, and Hollywood Brown, your speedster. I also like the possibility of Curtis Samuel and T. Higgins. Now, that seems crazy because T. Higgins is like, well, he's going to get paid $25 million. His market value is set at like 18.7. Let's say he gets 20, and then you look at Cedric or uh, Curtis Samuel from Washington. 4-3 speed, dude blocks on the outside, he's not scared to get his hands dirty, can make plays, has played with bad quarterbacks. He might be looking to play with someone good. Maybe you get him on somewhat of a discount deal so he can come in and win. I think that would be scary. But either way, out of the receiver combos, I do think Curtis Samuel is a Kansas City Chief next year. Like I'm, I'm almost confident enough to, like, if there was a way I could bet on that, I would today. Yeah, um, I I agree with the Samuel thing. I think Higgins just doesn't move. I think that he stays with the really. I, th- I think they franchise tag and they do whatever. I I just don't see him leaving Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I, I thought Bur- either he would go to Jacksonville or he would find a way to Kansas City. Um, if yeah. Cincinnati didn't pay him, like those yeah, are my two that's, destinations. Yeah, for that's him. fair. Hollywood Brown. I feel like it's destined to like go to Baltimore. I don't know why, but I like, go back. There, I know, but I like, go yeah. back like, and I know what's like, everyone's deal with him. And I'm sorry to cut you off there. Like I, yeah. I just never saw it with Hollywood. Like, yes, he's good at Oklahoma. Right. But like, even yeah. coming into the league, it's like, I just, I've never understood it. And I don't know why chiefs fans beat writers want. Yeah. He's fast. He's uh, fast. I think bonus he's a senior player. bowl player. Austin, where you're going to get some homework tonight. Bonus senior bowl player for you is uh Texas A&M. Anias Smith, he wore yes. zero little mm-hmm. gadget player. Yep, he's gonna yep, be at the yep, senior yep. bowl. He'd be your guy. But here's so. the thing: is like I don't want them to draft another one of those guys in case you just get another Sky Moore. Like I didn't like the Sky Moore draft pick. Yeah, like that was when I was in the heart of mic'd up, and you know it was like, okay, I'm just gonna. Yeah, you wanted uh, you were on social. big Christian Watson guy, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, it was, and a Nico Collins guy. Yep, the year before, and now yeah. look at him. When yeah. they're healthy, they're pretty freaking good. For sure. But For again, sure. All right. best ability is availability. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Okay, all we're, right. we're going to dive into some – a lot of free agents over the next like four or five episodes for sure. Yeah. For right. sure. Yeah. So it's hard to make it so chief central today, but like no, I've had good. that paper sitting on my desk with all these values and like combos to equal that amount. And I've just been like itching to talk to you about it. I get it. I get it. I, I, it's one of my favorite things to talk about is like players going team to building place, and, uh, yeah. team building and, and contracts. Like I, I just dig that stuff. So, all right. Well, Austin, uh, sorry. I mean, Dan, Congrats on your team making it to the AFC Championship game. Um, Appreciate it. You know, uh, 
Yeah, I was just like, how in the world did you mess that up between us? You that know, was uh, good. You know, it's, that was good. Road. It's been a long road. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, last week, Jason joining Taylor was a good for team morale. Um, the general public seemed to enjoy it. Uh, it's just, you know, going. it was man, so funny. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's Casey versus the world right now, you know? It, it, is, um, it is. This is just an AFC playoffs, Patrick's version. Um, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling 22. Yeah, I, uh, feeling, feeling 22. Feel great. Yeah, I tell you though, but uh, I really as far as the Chiefs, 24. As far as uh, the Chiefs and Kadarius Tony, we are never, ever, ever getting back together, ever. Look at you. Look at you. So good. But also, <laughs> low key, I know everybody else is, and their grandmas are talking about Jason Kelsey, but like that was awesome. Like it, yeah. it, just, oh. it was just awesome. Did you like, hear the clip or see the clip from New Heights? Where he walked no. in and he told his wife Kylie, "Like I am getting oh, drunk yes. and I am jumping out of the suite." And she was like, "No, you're not." And it was like, "I'm not asking for permission." Like I'm, I'm just letting you know. Well, yeah. There was a there was a yeah. thing. She's like, "All right, you're gonna meet Taylor, so be on your be the best version of you." And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna get hammered." And she's like, "No." He's like, "Tell I, I was hammered you. the night I met you." Yeah, and that, that worked on, out. Blacked out. That, yeah, that was on New Heights yeah. as well. That was on the. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on but, I saw yeah. that on TikTok. Yeah, so. Just, good stuff. Just good a stuff. real model American. But all right, we got to get our three um, games in. Oh my goodness, we haven't done oh, our three shit. games or our parlay. No. Oh my goodness. We yeah, are okay. about tonight. The show. And, I know yeah. Chase is about to end. I literally was. Okay, so my my three legger <laughs> is uh, Roquan Smith over eight and a half tackles, Purdy over twenty and a half uh, completions, and Montgomery over five and a half receiving yards. All right, I am taking. Uh, half sack for Bosa, one and a half rushing yards for Goff, and I'm going to take a uh, 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 seven and a half rushing yards for Purdy. Boy, was not prepared for that. I did not have that right. ready to go. <laughs> and my three leg is Justice Hill, over 12 and a half receiving yards. I got Jameer Gibbs over 23 and a half receiving yards. And finally, both teams being Detroit and San Francisco to score at least one rushing touchdown each. Perfect. Okay. Everybody name one five. Thing. Uh I'm going with I'm going with uh Gibbs uh, longest reception over 12 and a half yards. I'm going to take uh, Baltimore to score first in the Chiefs matchup. Okay. Um, I like 47 and a half rushing yards from Gibbs. Going Gibbs heavy. Gibbs heavy. I love put, it. Uh, put Gibbs in your DraftKings lineups, folks. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just telling you right now, uh, because I want it in the parlay, uh, it's it's Nick Bosa over a half a sack. Like, it, it is. It. I don't. What do you, Dan? You got another one that you like? Um, I do like the Rashid Rice anytime touchdown. I think especially if uh, Baltimore pulls ahead, like we seem to think they will immediately, and Kansas City's got to get pass happy. It's going to be either Kels or Rice. Yeah. Like th- he just Mahomes doesn't rightfully trust anyone else. Agreed. Agreed. It's going to be interesting because they're they're getting like Humphrey back. And are they going to get Andrews back? Like this, this mm-hmm. yeah, Baltimore Andrews team is, could be so much more dangerous. Andrews has practiced in full the last two days, so yeah, yeah it'll be crazy. That game's gonna be fun. Uh, both these games are going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. And like last weekend's games were fantastic. Everybody always says it's the best weekend of the year for football. It really like it lived up to the hype. Yep. Like yeah, it, that Lions it really game did. was yeah. It, every game was good. 
every game was fantastic. Like even the even the Ravens game, like it was kind of a like a blowout, but like it was fun. It was to a just good like, appetizer. Run. It was yeah, a good, it, it was, was the first game of the weekend. It was a good yeah. wet your beak. I I actually missed the entire first half of that game. Um, so you missed the game. So I missed the game. Yeah, essentially I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I got back and I was like, oh, it's really not that close. <laughs> so, all right, okay, we're like an hour, so we're gonna bounce. We appreciate you all. Good luck to the Chiefs. Good luck to the Ravens. Good luck to the Lions. I got to say this. Riley, congratulations, dude. Your team's the oh, hell yeah. title. Mm, yeah. Right, congratulations. Um, good luck to the Niners. Um, and we appreciate you all. And tonight we've been talking football.